Today is Thursday, June 9th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 464 featuring NBC Sports Boston's Abby Chin is powered by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Okay, Celtics beat finals, NBA finals. I know we've talked about this, but I can't say it nearly enough. It's been a dozen years. I'm going to harp on it as often as I possibly can, especially when Boston is up two to one, two to one on Golden State with a pivotal game four. when most of you are listening anyway, probably later on tonight. But it is technically a Thursday and the game is tomorrow as we sit here and record Adam Kaufman, Evan Valenti, and of course, our special guest on this show, Abby Chin, who uh, has many claims to fame her work with the Celtics, among other places, volunteer work, you name it. But I think on this show, most known for telling Evan Valenti that he looked really good once. Yeah, I'm wearing a, I can't swear, but I'm just wearing a t-shirt right now. So I'm feeling really great about myself. <laughs> I haven't had a haircut in like a year and I haven't trimmed my beard in a while. Uh, thanks to well, Super- Not this episode. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm feeling really uh, self-conscious about that. I don't currently don't have a jacket on. Putting a jacket on right now. So that's, that's good. You do usually bring it. I mean, but do you own crocheted shorts? Cause I'm not a fan of those either. Mm. Why would anybody wear crocheted shorts? That is the question. I asked Jason Tatum. He apparently likes them. They were I saw colors. that you were talking to Tatum about fashion. Did he really say he has a different outfit for every single game of the year? Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. He said, cannot repeat. And I said, I know exactly Great. what you're feeling. How does Craig one of a Singer closet that, that big? One doesn't. He is a stylist. Craig the, question, used to do that. the question is, what does he do with the clothes afterwards? How much right. does he keep? How much does he send back? Which ones does he really like? I, he's he's uh, made some questionable choices, I feel like, in that <laughs> this season. Marcus was a whole vibe after game three, though. That was a, quite I a look on the I liked, I liked like, the 3D sunglasses that he had going yeah. on. It was excellent. I enjoyed that. I I talked to him today. He said he might bring those back at some point. Nice. Jason had on the other day, like this, like paneled sport coat that only worked because the shoes are the same color. I had people text me about it, DM me about it. They're like, Hey, what do you think of this? And I was like, well, I could not do that. I don't have the (laughs) that Jason Tatum has. We can pull off different things. However, it does work only because the shoes are the exact same colors. But if he didn't do that, it would be a mess. But I, yeah, to, and then game three was head to toe denim. Yeah, a lot of denim. Britney <laughs> Spears, which I am a huge fan of denim. So I was, I, I really enjoyed that one. It's, it's the crocheted shorts that I really, I question. Doesn't make any sense. What yeah, about for you? I like, like I, I, we've talked about like rent the runway, rent the runway, and stuff like that in the past. Not to like intentionally plug, but whatever. Come sponsor Celtics beat. You said you. You understand the like me. Re- TV Abby run the runway. Well, well, you yeah. Guys so, need to run the runway. So, well, so what about you? Like, what? How often is yeah. is is repeating allowed in what you do? I'm sure it's personal preference, but like in your own mind, how often is that okay? I do rent the runway, and it has been really hard. I feel like for these playoffs because there have been so many games, and you really have to time out your shipments, and so there's some <laughs> strategy involved. The UPS is not reliable. <laughs> I didn't say that. Unless they UPS. want to sponsor the Celtics Beat podcast. Right. And UPS love you because uh, Rent the Runway switched to FedEx for a while. And that was 
terrible. FedEx cost me $1,000, so FedEx can also go shove it a little bit. Yeah, Unless they want to sponsor the Celtics Beat Podcast. Correct. Now, I'm going to Bill Burr this in Torpedo all the <laughs> um, But I try not to repeat, I mean, at least once a month, let alone once every three months or so. Yeah. Um, but the, the worst part is if I don't have a rent the runway shipment and I have to go into my own closet, that's when things get really, really rough. Well, what percentage do you keep versus send back? Or nothing. do you send everything I keep back? nothing. No. Oh, okay. Um, you do, you can buy stuff at a discount. Some stuff is more discounted than the other. And I will not buy something unless it's like 95% off costs less than $50. <laughs> See, that, I think this, this is behind the scenes stuff that not a lot of people know. I know. I thought this was a basketball podcast. Yeah, a fashion pod, which is yeah, right I mean, in my wheelhouse. We figured the show's got a short shelf life going yeah. into game. Four. We'll just talk about whatever. <laughs> we we'll have a good time. Yeah. yeah. I, look, we just get the three of us hang out. We'll just do whatever we want. We'll talk movies. I watched Hustle earlier today. We won't do that now. We can do that okay. later. But I did but watch Top Gun Maverick. Awesome. I, 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 yeah, so so everyone's saying Maverick. it's better than the original. It is so good. I don't yeah. know if it's better than the original, but the nostalgia they hit every perfectly i loved it my only my only problem was there was not enough danger zone in <laughs> in the movie is like, there ever enough really well the I first one had it. danger zone like three times in it and so did they, they really did a good job like in a flashback camera. or anything what's up did, did they bring goose back in a flashback or anything like that yeah. i questioned i didn't realize that miles teller was the was goose's supposed to be goose's son and i oh. did not see miles teller in a you know top gun light but i nailed it the movie, yes, completely. He was incredible. Well, and I am now a huge Miles Teller fan. And he made some really good movies, actually. Whiplash. Whiplash was awesome. Uh, War Dogs was solid. There were some others, too. People don't care about this. What I will tell you about Hustle, and then we'll move on, is that it was like the first time I ever really enjoyed uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez's work. <laughs> it's, Brad it's, Stevens is in it, right? Brad is. Brad is in it. Brad is in it. Brad is has an IMDb page now. Brad because they taped it the summer before his season in Boston, right? Or was Uh, it the summer before the pandemic? So he wasn't even coming to the Celtics. Well, there, I don't remember. I I don't know exactly how everything timed out with the filming and editing and everything. But the there is a very specific tie of him to the Celtics. So. And and I don't believe that would have happened if he wasn't already under contract with the Celtics. That's probably maybe right. it ha- I think it happened after the bubble. Before Could be. there was like no time between yeah. that and the start of the next season. Yeah. Fun know. movie though. Crazy cast. People should but, check it out for sure. Okay. I may, I may watch it again. Why Wancho? Why Wancho is such a great question. And is and how jealous is Willie? He's and their brothers. I mean, that's, fair. that's fair. Maybe they sh- share income like the morris twins oh man well then then willie's capitalizing wancho was good actually he was a good actor i heard that may be to believe i was saying maybe he should lean into that (laughs) yeah maybe all right so like i said how much of a future he has in nba basketball especially when he's calling out these these our beloved celtics is selfish and talking about what a terrible experience he had in boston i don't know where were you maybe it was you four months ago wancho yeah, I mean, in fairness, I, I tweeted this when I saw that quote. In fairness to him, he was only here for like three weeks of the turnaround. So most of the time that he was in Boston, it was kind of miserable. I'm sure it was miserable. Sure, yeah. awkward, full of lots hard of to watch. Pain, I'll tell you that. Anger. Yeah. Yeah. It was. 
but happier times. Celtics are in the NBA finals. And because, like I said, most people probably listening to this as a, a lead up to the game, as opposed to very late on a Thursday, let's not, we'll, we'll talk about aspects of the first three games in game three, but this won't so much be a game three reaction as a, you know, game four preview. Let's, let's push it all forward. And uh, that in mind, Abby, I love stats. 82% of the time that a team in a best of seven has taken a 2-1 lead, they win the series. They win the series 82% of the time. So so this this is over, right? Like the banner 18 is in the books and the parade is coming? Adam, are you serious? I agree. The numbers look good, but uh, I was one of the many who were guilty after game five, that win against Miami. Yeah anointing the Celtics to the NBA finals, going back to TD garden. This thing is over. There's nothing <laughs> to be done. And then came yeah. and then I was sitting in the corner of the arena in Miami and I was 1000% sure. And I know how numbers work that, that Jimmy Butler three. Oh, was sounds there. right. And yeah. I was, I, like had walked down from the rafters, that thing was over. And then I saw that shot go up and I almost just like doubled over and threw up in my mouth. <laughs> Cause I was like to lose that way. How could this happen? Um, so no, Adam Goffman, nothing <laughs> is guaranteed with this team this season. No, I mean, in truth. So I was doing an, an interview ahead of game three and I was asked like, how do you feel? You know, they split in San Francisco. They're coming back home. How do you feel about it? And I said, you know, there's no momentum game to game in these playoffs, let alone this series. Uh, the the Celtics have been resilient. I feel really good about their chances in game three. But if you were asking me for a prediction right now, I see them taking one out of two, whether it's game three or it's game four. I think they're probably going to split. And all of a sudden, this is a best of three. And obviously, you want to get greedy. You want to believe that the way they looked in, you know, most of game three really safe for that third quarter. They're going to keep that momentum going and that the crowd is going to be nuts. And Rob, who finish stronger and he started is going to look good and all you know you want to as a Celtics fan talk yourself into all of these narratives but man I I, I still kind of feel like my initial yeah it's probably going to be a split at the garden is going to come true I agree with that Evan what do you think I'll give my reasoning but I want to hear well, it just kind of depends on how Rob's feeling um because I mean if he's feeling great and it's been kind of the same storyline for the entire postseason when Rob feels good and looks good, this team is extremely difficult to beat, especially when they limit their turnovers and limit you to half court basketball. Like this half court defense is insane. Actually, if I can um, pull up a stat very quickly. Oh, I, you have numbers. I think I saved it. If I go to um, Twitter very quickly. Sure. Um, if you go by series, uh, I, somebody had this earlier today. Um, Stabby is obviously doing a great job. Warriors points in the paint by series, 44.8 in the first round, 48.7 in the second round, 49.2 in the conference finals. And now in the NBA finals, they're scoring 30.7 points in the paint. Mm. That's a ginormous difference. And the reason for that is this Celtics defense is extremely legitimate in the half court, um, especially against the Warriors because Boston has so much size. We talked about this with Steve Bullpett last week. You asked what the biggest X factor was. You know, Steve, I think, went defense. I just said size on both ends because Boston is just clearly bigger than Golden State is, especially when Kevon Looney's not in the game. And what is happening is, as much as we've complained about the drop coverage that Boston is currently playing, they're doing it for three straight games and will continue to do this for a reason. They're 
obviously okay, and it gets pains me so hard to say this. Someone okay with like Steph shooting threes, as long as the rest of their free flowing offense doesn't give them easy paint touches where they can get easy looks at the basket. I think if you were to ask Ime, maybe he's maybe more comfortable. And I don't even know this, but I guess given what we've seen so far, this has to be sort of a trend. They must be okay with Steph and everybody bombing away from three, as long as they don't get easy paint touches and opening up their entire offense for everybody. Um, the drop coverage they're playing is working. You know, you know Steph's going to go off for his, but you know they've limited the damage, so to speak, especially in the paint. So if you can control that, control your half-court offense, you're going to win a lot of games. And Rob has a ginormous part of this. Um, their, you know, their defense has been historically good. Um, I've pointed out for months that this team has the same opponent field goal percentage as the 04 Pistons. And as much as you want to go back and forth and comparing eras, I don't care about pace. That's still a very impressive number. Um, and they continue to just lock up everybody defensively. I mean, they just have guys that make a lot of sense in this series. Derek White was literally traded for, for this exact reason. He is exceptional at tracking Steph around screens. Marcus, with what he can do on the floor, switching between guys, but still keeping the ball in front of him, absolutely incredible. So as long as Rob stays healthy and allows them to continue to play the way they're playing by pressuring three-point shooters but limiting the paint, they're going to be a problem. And as long as they don't turn the ball over, they're going to be a problem. So as long as Rob's healthy, I think they're they're fine, but that's easier said than done. And Rob's And I give Rob a ton of credit. Everybody's playing through stuff. But there's a reason why Ime, after the Miami series, pointed Rob out in the locker room. Like, Rob's playing through a lot of stuff. Marcus is playing through a lot of injuries. These guys are hurt. But, I mean, Jason Tatum and his shoulder. Mm-hmm. First play. Yeah, he, he was wincing a minute into game three. Uh, that is, I know, concerning. Yeah. Um, I would push back. I, I'm not sure that drop or even as far dropping as they are is part of the game plan. Rob Williams said told us the other last night that he got yelled at repeatedly by Ime for not being up enough. And Rob said, I thought I was up, but he was like, clearly you weren't because Rob got, because Steph got off a clean shot. So I think that as we saw in game one, it was a tough adjustment to go from the Miami heat who you basically could drop against everyone other than Tyler hero who missed half the series um, to then have to have a very quick switch in mindset and, and quick with speed as well and making decisions and how, you are adjusting to that. So I do think that is something that they're trying to do. And, you know, the Warriors are really good. <laughs> There's a reason awesome. they're in the NBA finals. Yeah. Um, the only thing that gives me pause in game four, and it is something that we know has plagued this team all season long, and it is their difficulty in dealing with success. So coming off, you know, they're undefeated in the postseason, coming off losses, coming off wins. It's not nearly as good. And to me, when they talk about that, it just feels like the same conversations we have when it comes to the third quarter. We're aware of it. We are trying to fix it. We don't know why it's happening. And it's the same thing with winning. Like we're trying to instill in our minds that these are must win games. We just can't bring ourselves to do it. And I I can't blame them. Like I get it. You're trying to trick your mind. You, you know, what's really at stake. And so um, that's the only thing that gives me pause for game four. But I, I do agree with you, Evan, in that their defense is just so good. They have plus defenders at every position. And you look at the Warriors and it feels like they're searching. Steve Kurt, you mm-hmm. know, changing up the lineups, changing up the rotations. Nothing has been consistent aside from Steph and Clay and, and Draymond. And I, I do think that Draymond is going to 
ratchet up his intensity and level of urgency, sense of urgency for game four. Um, but yeah, I think the Celtics are the better team and, and that's why there are seven games because it's supposed to hash that out. The amazing thing to me, and you know, it's, I guess I, I don't think anyway, and I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I'm listening to every talking head on radio and TV, but what's crazy to me, I never thought I would say this about the Celtics in 2022. I said it many times, you know, over the course of the previous playoff rounds, but I never thought I would say it against the Warriors in the NBA finals. If the Celtics just play their game, they'll be fine. If they just play their game, they'll be fine. And I think there's a reason that everyone goes back to the turnover stat. Like it, it, that is, you can look at any stat you want to. I've been talking about points in the paint. We can look at, you know, whatever opponent field goal percentage you could, you can go whatever category you want. Ultimately, the most reliable one here in the postseason for the Celtics, turnovers. They turn the ball over 15 times or fewer. And by the way, 15, not a tiny number either. 15 (laughs) times or fewer. They're like 13 and two or something like that. Whereas, you know, 16 plus, again, bigger number, 16 plus, winless. Not won a single game, 0-6 or whatever the number is. As long as they protect the ball, don't make dumb mistakes leading to easy points on the other side. You will win. We saw it against the Nets. We saw it against the Bucks. We saw it against the Heat. I didn't think, and I'm using this word loosely, I didn't think it would be that simple against a team of the caliber of the Warriors, but it is. Protect the ball. You will win more often than not. There are two things. Number one, this is not that same old Warriors team. Obviously, there is no Kevin Durant, and it has been two and a half years time-wise since then. And Clay Thompson has been through two massive mm-hmm. surgery since then. So, and, and Draymond has aged. Steph Curry is 34, which I don't want to be an ageist, but in the NBA, you know, and he's playing, uh, young. he's playing phenomenally, but he just is not who he was at 28 when they were in the midst of their run. So that's one thing. And, and why it is strange to say, but you're not wrong, Adam. The other thing is I would say that the turnovers are an indicator of the Celtics overall focus and sense of urgency that they're playing with. And so when they don't have that, it also shows up on the defensive end and then certain things start to slide. And then because they're so frustrated with the officiating and and their mind isn't on strictly the game plan and playing solid, then they start to turn the ball over. They get frustrated and then they start to let that affect their defense as well. And so it all ties together. But yes, I do agree with you that that turnover number is the key. Which is why, and obviously, like I joked earlier, Evan, about like, well, they're up to one, 82%, the series is over, right? Like, obviously, it's not. You know, the Warriors could take game two or four, make it 2-2. It's a best of three at that point, and Golden State has home court again and all that. But if the Celtics actually do this, if they go out and take game four and they go up three to one, I'm not going to say it couldn't happen. But there's just, barring like major injury, if they stay healthy, there's no part of me that believes this team is going to lose three in a row. Well, I'm already on the record season seven. So I, I'm already, I think they're, I've always thought they're going to win this series. Um, because I, I believe in this team. I, there's, I don't know if I, I was going to save this for later. Um, later in the series, later in the podcast. Later in the podcast. We've only got like 15 more minutes. What do you got? I, I, I don't think we evaluate this team, um, in the right lens. Um, because we're so focused on the day-to-day stuff 
Um, I do think this team, and I'm, and I'm, this is going to people are going to kill me for being a homer, like whatever. I just don't care. Um, I mentioned the the defensive stats. This team is one of the best defensive teams we've seen in the last 20 years. That's just a fact. Here's another fact. Boston is one game away from tying the Houston Rockets of 94-95 for the most road wins ever in a playoff run ever. They're doing this with their two best players at 24 and 25. They're doing it with a rookie head coach. If they find a way to win this, and again, they've there's injuries throughout the entire playoffs. So everybody's gonna be like, oh man, well, this, 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 and that. I'm like, all right, everybody's hurt, so relax. Um I, I this is like a pretty historic run considering what well, where they started. Under. They were 25 and 25. They they were in eleventh place in the regular season at one point, and it was like just a disaster. But think about how much basketball has been played over the past couple of years, and everybody wants to give and, I, and I'm not trying to make this like a LeBron Lakers thing, but everyone wants to give LeBron and the Lakers a lot of credit for winning a bubble title. And I'm not saying it wasn't hard. Um, it was difficult. It was a circumstance nobody's ever seen before, which is why I think it was easy for LeBron to win because he's seen everything in comparison to everybody else in basketball. But this particular finals is kind of a war of attrition here. Um, there has been so much basketball played over the past two and a half years, three years, danced very shortly. And you think about all the injuries, all the basketball played, all the minutes, all the fouls, all the falls in the floor, all this stuff. I, I think we're not giving either team the respect they actually really deserve in real time because we're so busy evaluating what Draymond said or what Boston did or what well, Boston did do. The children. We're, I listened to Zach Lowe this morning, and Zach Lowe is still obsessed about Game 7 Miami-Boston. Like, he still wakes up in a quote-unquote cold sweat thinking about Jimmy Butler taking a three at that point. Um, we don't – We and maybe this will come after it's done, but, like, this team is historically great, and I, and I don't, like, think we're talking about that nearly enough. And if they pull this off, and if they pull it off, if they win, if they win tomorrow night and tonight and they go up 3-1 – Maybe that'll start happening. Maybe the conversation will start shifting to like, holy cow, this is actually unbelievable. Um, but I've never wavered on this team because I do think they're more talented than everybody else. Their head coach pushes all the right buttons when they when it needs to happen. What do you um, call them? A-holes in the timeout the other night? Love it. No, is seriously. That just, tweet? I love I'll that tweet. I, like I asked the guys about that today yeah. at media. And uh, both Marcus and Grant Williams told me like, yeah, he says stuff like that all the time. <laughs> no that's not out of character and he yeah. said a lot worse so yeah. <laughs> i don't know what you guys are all <laughs> i, w- I want to hear what worse yeah grant Seriously. i asked grant like what's the craziest thing uh Ime said to them and he's like i i really can't repeat it i'm not sure that i can say <laughs> any of the words yeah i mean maybe like off in the a record. public forum yeah, yeah. exactly off the so. you, like to your point though evan i, I obviously i want abby to react to everything you just talked about and trying to put this team in a historical context but did uh, this i just saw the stat the other day I, obviously it still holds true he's still playing do you know who has played more minutes than anybody else in the nba any team I since since play resumed in 2020 after the four-month layoff is it the celtics jason no, tatum single person yeah one single person. Jason yeah. Tatum has played more minutes than anybody else in the NBA. I like a good margin, too, by the way. It's not like yeah. a small margin. Like Tatum. Because yeah. they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. In, and the guy played through COVID in that multiple bubble times. Season. Yeah. In that bubble season, Bud wouldn't play Giannis more than a certain number of minutes. Right. 
And then the Lakers are not here now. So right. yeah, they're the one constant, neither are the Raptors. So it makes sense. Um, I'm not surprised by that. I do. So Evan, I would say I more than anyone am completely guilty of the day to day just because, um, I am like immersed in it day to day. It's fine. Then what? It's your job. That is your job. Right. And, and to be in the moment and present. And I do feel like that's so much of the message that you get from them is to be in the moment and we're trying you can really only focus on the next play i'm so sorry about my is that grant um, does grant want to chime in no but <laughs> it, uh so while we're on the topic of other i close this um while we're on the topic of other, oh my gosh it's uh, uh, i mean it's got to be important no it's it's a wordle competition between friends <laughs> and all of the answers are just coming in now and so there's so many emojis um I'm on a laptop and I can't figure out how to turn it off. I'm sorry. Uh, fine. You're good. We're but, getting to where uh, you better. I would say that it's also a product of living in Boston or anything less than a championship is a disappointment. And especially now with this team, the way that we've been talking, that we all do feel like they are the better team. If they fall short, that will be disappointing. But you're absolutely right, Evan, and that and, and I've, I've tried to keep that in mind throughout this run is that we cannot discount how far this team has come. And that's what and, and what you were talking about. That's what made the last two years so disappointing under Brad, even in the bubble when they went to the Eastern Conference finals, is that they do have the talent. It was just a matter of harnessing all of that, bringing them together so that the sum is greater than the parts. But then also the moves that Brad made, the addition of Derek White has been huge for this group. And I go back to media day when the message was we're doing everything to support the two pillars of this franchise. That is all we are focused on. And they have really, truly lived up to that. But also I try not to lose sight of those dark days in November. I was in that press conference room when Marcus Smart called out Jason and Jalen and everyone collectively in the room was like, (gasps) what did you just do (laughs) and then we go to Orlando and mid game it breaks Adrian Wojnarowski with the Woj bomb that they had a players only meeting which is like the worst words when it comes to team sports and um and it it was bad they were horrible to watch it was no fun no one had any fun and I haven't made a secret of this I have a I had a vacation plan for my dad's 70th birthday June 9th through the 14th like oh, man. it was planned months ago yes yeah, started today oh. my whole family is there you're gonna say when I check in my calendar real quick yeah bummer yeah. uh everyone arrived at Yosemite uh hours ago oh. so you know I I did not see this coming it is absolutely remarkable the defense is I feel like Yes, generational. I mean, it's got to be up there with the best of the best. And I do think that if they win it all, that will be placed in the proper context. I mean, look at the way we look back at the 2018 mm-hmm. and just how much we have romanticized that group who. And how much they've romanticized show. themselves. <sighs> Absolutely. Which they have a right to do because they want to ring. So. Oh, I know. It's just, and look, I loved loved the 2008 Celtics like everybody else but nobody loves the 2008 Celtics like the 2008 Celtics <laughs> haven't lost a playoff series yet with that starting five yep. so and so right I think that 
ultimately they will get their due. And that's what's exciting. As you guys pointed out, I mean, Jason and Jalen are 24 and 25 years old in the NBA. Guys don't start peaking until they're 28. And that's about the number. I mean, LeBron James was 27, 28 when he won his first title. So mm-hmm. the cool thing is hopefully this is just the beginning. Well, and especially if you can, you know, I know these guys have plenty of term left on their contracts. We won't turn this into a much bigger picture, you know, look ahead to Celtics future seasons and all that. But this really has been, you know, kind of the missing piece for lack of a better way of putting it. Like they've had deep runs to the East finals multiple times before under Brad, if they can actually get the championship, this is that thing that like more than anything else to me that could say to Tatum to Brown to you know your your key core yeah I'm gonna come back I'm gonna keep doing this absolutely you know as a, as opposed to the guys like LeBron in Cleveland or so many others that we could name who say you know they they're, they're elite and they get to the end of their contract and they say I don't think I can win here if you can actually get it done then then it, it's a different conversation then it's how many do I have to win for it to be a dynasty or you know how do I get my number retired here it's you know it's the bigger picture stuff that Look, these guys are something I, they they're thinking about it. They're absolutely thinking about it in their backs of their minds. Well, it's funny absolutely. that Legacy State, is always, I think, part right? of the conversation. They're playing Golden State, which has two guys that have been there forever with Clay, Dre, and Curry. They're essentially trying to be that particular group. I mean, you yep. go back to Oklahoma City, Durant, Harden, Westbrook, they couldn't get it done. And that's why they all left. They couldn't win a title together. It just wasn't mm-hmm. They also work. weren't willing to pay. Their owner wasn't willing to pay. Yeah, that's a big part of it. And we'll see. Oh, we'll see with Wick. We'll see with that uh, when the bill comes. I have no doubt. They have. It's going to they be a very interesting very conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. doubt it either because he's he's talked big game, but I I'll I'll see it when it happens. But it's it's just funny. TPs you can use though. You got some big ones. I yeah. will say the when you look at the luxury tax for the Warriors, that is that that was shocking. Oh, I didn't realize no. their luxury tax is greater than their salary. It's like yeah. one seven or about almost the same. So they're you're basically paying double for that roster. Uh, very but, quickly, because we are thin on time, I just want to mention Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info and odds. Of course, proud partner at CLNS and the Celtics Speed Podcast. You can, uh, pardon me, find all the latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Major League Baseball season, NFL futures, hockey playoffs still going on, of course, the NBA, uh, Celtics minus 220 to win the championship right now. The C's four-point favorites in game four. Money line, last look, minus 166. Exact finals results. You could go Celtics in six, meaning three straight wins to close this thing out. That is the popular one at plus 200. Uh, if you're looking ahead to the draft, how nice is it to be a Celtics fan and not even know the draft is in a couple of weeks? No one's even thinking about it around here. It is just so different than past seasons. Uh, Bet online, your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games as well. Super easy to get you started. Join today. Learn why everyone is saying that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games. Bet online where the game starts. Just to, uh, kind of continue on with with some of the not player specific but some of the bigger picture stuff i just want to put this out that we don't even need to talk about it because we've got like five more minutes but i do want to at least put it out there for the people if anyone wants to look this up i i heard a in a, a foolish to put it kindly caller on the radio i think it was entering the finals saying like you know is, is this the worst celtics team to ever advance to the nba finals 
And I, I don't know why we can't just have nice things and enjoy the playoff run. I don't want to debate that right now or probably ever. But what I what I would love to hear, if someone wants to do the research, odds are I'm not going to. Please find me, never mind the regular season, please find me a postseason that has a gauntlet like the preseason and much of the regular season, even at some sports books entering the postseason, championship favorite in round one with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, the defending champs and MVP in Giannis Antetokounmpo on the other side in round two, the number one seed in the conference in round three, and then in the finals, a team that's there for the sixth time in eight years. Like, please find me a gauntlet like that in NBA history. That, like, I, I just want to know. I just want to know. Doing it for the first time under a first-year head coach. Yes. I want yeah. that person to go outside. That is an outrageous phone call. Yeah. When you're thinking about that, whoever that caller, I hope How many championships the they had in the 60s. But... That's, a rough, that's a rough call right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway. And there were like, how many teams were there back then? Eight? Yeah, like eight. eight. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, Abby, we've got, you know, like I said, a few minutes left. What for you, be it entering game four or just sort of going forward in this series in general, what's top of mind for you? What, you know, what has to happen for all of us to be talking about a parade soon? After ball security, I agree with Evan and that so much of this is Rob Williams. He was such a game changer in game three the way that he protected the rim, how many shots he altered just by his mere presence. Um, That is another thing that gives me pause going into game four, because he has not been able to get to that level in back-to-back games dealing with this injury. It is a shorter turnaround for both he and Al Horford, who at now 36 years young is trying to raise his game uh, every other game, every other day. And so I, I do think that, Game four, to me, the fact that the Celtics are a four-point favorite was a little surprising. So, yes, ball security and the health of their bigs, because that was such a game changer in game three, if they can keep that up. And and you know that the Warriors are going to adjust for that, but if the Celtics have that baseline, I think they give themselves a chance to win. When did you come to Boston? When did you start at NBC? I started uh, January, the last season of the big three. And then my first season on the sidelines was Brad Stevens' first year. Yeah, so you so you started with the, I don't want to call it a rebuild, but obviously it was kind of a rebuild. You started the with the rebuild. So, you know, obviously you have not, or had not prior to game three, been at the Garden for an NBA Finals game. For the people that are out there listening that, you know, didn't have the opportunity to be there, how to compare it to just previous huge games that you'd experienced in Boston? It was incredible uh, to me and it was loud and it, and it definitely felt different to me. I still get caught up thinking about game sevens and Mm. inside the building. And I just, the, the fact that the entire, every person in that arena is feels the sense of urgency and, and wants every shot to fall and is just living and dying with every single possession. And so those, I mean, like, the 2018, when it was Jason and Jalen in their first run with Terry Rozier and LeBron. And I just remember the sound in that arena when Jason dunked on LeBron. It was incredible. And so I don't, there were moments of that, the Time Lord, the blocks last mm-hmm. night, and um, some of the Jason Tatums. I mean, how he got himself to the basket on some of those was incredible. But I still think, 
and I'm and maybe this is a challenge to all of the fans inside TD Garden. I think there is more that they have to give here in these finals. So I'm so grateful and thankful that I get to be inside the arena. Um, I will say something, and you mentioned it, like I didn't, I've never covered a finals before. There are just so many people. Like the NBA (laughs) has issued over a thousand credentials and like they, you have to make room for everyone um, in the, and yet they didn't have one for my radio station, Abby. I know. I, I'm not surprised. Like, what? Nope. I'm not surprised. the athletic has like 45 people there. ESPN has hundreds of people. Like, WBZ, I heart in general, Joe BZ, Kiss 108, Jammin, ZLX, you know, the bull. All like, I could have gone there under the umbrella of all of them. So that's what I mean. I am grateful to be there. There are just yes. so many people and it's different. The NBA comes in, they take over everything. And so um, it's just a very different experience than what I have been, what I've done in the past and what I've been doing all season long because I was the only one on the road. So, um, but it's been, it's been incredible. And the garden was really fun last night. It was, it was cool. You could feel it early. I went and got appetizers with a friend who just happened to be in town and there was just a sea of green everywhere. And that was three hours before game time. Like people were ready. Yeah. My buddy went to the game last night, uh, ran into Bill Simmons, dad, but was trying to park and was like, this is impossible. I said, yeah, you, you, you messed up. You got to park far away, like Uber in yeah. and then figure it out from there. But, uh, the, 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 the atmosphere I saw, I've seen videos, of the garden and like surrounding areas. It's like unbelievable. It's truly awesome. It's, it's, it's one, I mean, you know, it's hard to get to like the COVID thing out of the back of your head. Like, Oh man, we're kind of still in this, but at the same time, it's like, wow, it's cool to see, you know, not it's more than 20,000 because there's just people hanging around. Um, you got city watch parties when the team's on the road too. Yeah. It's awesome. It's very, very cool. Um, and it's, it's just fun. It's fun to be a part of it. Whether, you know, Abby's there or you're Ab and I just yucking it up in a zoom call. Um, it's just fun to be a part of the whole, whole thing and to ha- and talk about meaningful basketball about the team you cover in June. It's fantastic. I, I like this. I hope they do it some more. Well, hopefully when we connect again next week, we'll be talking about it, you know, either a series that's over or a Celtics team that is, uh, I don't know, up three, two or something. I have to look at the schedule and see when we're going to do our next show, but I promise one is coming next week. And uh, maybe even, you know, as as immediate as possible, depending on how quickly this series does end one way or the other. But this has been fun. Been, anybody, been a lot of fun so anybody far. Anybody taking the Warriors tomorrow or today, depending on listening to the show? Uh, like, are, are we? Is that what you're yeah. asking? Do you on, uh, it seems like there's a lot of Golden State's going to make tie this thing up. If I, I mean, I'll, I, I'll sort of say to you what I said last week when we were talking, giving our series predictions. If I'm going with my heart, obviously Boston takes game four. My head believes Golden State's going to even it up. I I just have a feeling, and and my feelings are terrible. I am awful at guessing this. I felt like I was going to throw up all day of Game Seven in that Bucks series. <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I I am leaning towards Golden State, but I don't want it. I don't want it to seem like I don't believe in these Celtics. I just feel like listening to the Warriors too, the way they talk and they're like, we, our championship DNA tomorrow will not be a problem. Well, to your, so. to your, you know, Do we know if Bill Wallen's in the building tomorrow or no. I don't know. Is he taking the Teague? That get, was amazing. He probably will be because he was in San Francisco too. He was just kind of oh, like cool. wandering around. He sat in on press conferences. 
and, and random people like, so you feel a little bit better about it though abby like at, at this stage of the game nba finals if you say oh i think golden state's probably gonna win game four i don't even think that's not believing in the celtics as much as just saying hey there's a pretty freaking good team on the other side exactly. that you know has been here before and understands this situation they also have not I think this entire dynasty, or it's been a long time since they have not run one a playoff road a game in a series in the playoffs. I think it's like twenty six straight series. Yeah, twenty six straight I, series. I, I heard Windhorse say it today that like blew my brain. I was like, "What in the world? That's crazy!" Uh, I'll ride with a game on the road, so they're I'll due. Take, I'll take the four points too. I just yeah. look forward to the vibes check text. Got to check on the vibes, and it's got to be at a vibes. specific time. The vibes check happens around an hour prior to tip off. It's yep. This is why I'm still drinking scotch on this show. It's because the last two times I've had scotch in this show, good things have happened. So we continue to drink scotch on this show. Hey. I'm running out though. So we have <laughs> this show is uh, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign up bonus. Evan is going to keep drinking. I am going to uh, try and. You know this. Stop coughing, and uh, Abby's gonna go back to the the Wordle Championship or whatever's happening over there. We appreciate you hopping on as always, Abby. Obviously, uh, I think it was last time you were with us. It was early in the turnaround, so uh, a yeah. lot has happened. This is good. This is fun, and uh, man, I'm just I'm I'm eager for tip off. Hours to go. We'll see you later.